0: Lord, we thank you again, allowing us to come before you this evening. Father, tonight I would like to speak and and review on the issue of what is known as a rapture. Many people are, at this time, Lord, they're thinking they're just going to uh, be called up out of here. They don't understand what they're hearing from the Lord. There's many prophets saying this, and they don't understand. I'd like to review, Lord, with you And hopefully the people will hear this and take it to you to get understanding. I'm asking you to confirm to their minds the exact truth, Lord, whether I'm wrong, dear Lord, or whether these scriptures are right as I've read them and understood them from what you've guided me to. And Lord, it's clear a very important thing is going on at this time. Because we are in the time that you're telling people their God that this is it, they must come out. Um, So many things. It's very clear, Lord, this is the time. And Lord, we pray that the people will understand that truth, they will believe it, and they will come out. What I would like to uh, dwell upon, uh, again, continuing with the work of the tribes, but this is involving Zachariah. Uh, 14 again and we're not finished reviewing Zechariah 14 but we're going to we're jumping around in that text of the scriptures so that the people might understand the end result and then they can better understand what's about to happen Lord I'd like to get them to understand the end of the chapter more at this time dear Lord verses of Zechariah 14 20 and Zechariah 14 21 as you're talking about Again, Judah, you're talking about Zechariah in here. And Lord, I pray that the people, excuse me, Zechariah, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, and also Judah, you're talking about at this time in these scriptures. And I'd like to uh, make it known to the people exactly what you're talking about. It says in Zechariah 1420, it says, In that day, holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses. The pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts. Everyone who sacrifices shall come and take them and cook in them. And in that day there shall no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. Lord, I I, I talked last night about the, the pearl of great price and the, that they were selling the pearls. The merchants were selling goodly pearls, and dear Lord, that is a Canaanite way because we're not to sell your words, your your teachings, dear Lord. We we are, dear Lord, to, to give these freely, and the people are to support the preachers and so on, but they are not to sell the messages, because if they're really selling, if the message is really coming from you, it's for the people. And the price has been paid by the people to to build the house to receive the word. And Lord, and then you've given things that go to the, the shepherds. But today, dear Lord, we have billionaire and millionaire shepherds. And the people are starving because their storehouse of the knowledge of truth is empty. There's been no teaching of your words put into them. And therefore, their storehouses are empty. And dear Lord, that's a Canaanite way. Because, Lord, you told the people that with the beginning of the day of the Lord, the words would be open, The light would enter the world. That was the first um, sealed judgment. And, Lord, I was called an abomination straight from the pits of hell for teaching that, that the Friday of the first horse was not the Antichrist. Lord, the Antichrist time hasn't even come yet. Dear Lord, it doesn't come. It's the seventh beast kingdom. when We are living in the days of the fifth beast kingdom. And those shepherds that have said that and called that out, dear Lord, have committed a grave sin against their own people that have supported them. And Lord, I pray that these end-time preachers correct themselves. As I know, in 2006, over 350 of the biggest ones gathered, and Lord, after that, no one would hear about the words, and dear Lord, they ridiculed this one person telling them with this message that the rider of the white horse is not the Antichrist. And Lord, it's terrible. That's because of the terrible teachings of the films the book series the left behind all of that is so wrong so tonight dear lord i'd like to give some correction that they can see from the scriptures that begins to make known these things and we can start with these verses in sacriarch 14 20 and 21 i'd like to point out a couple things that make this kind of clear to the people first off you're saying to them that Every pot in Jerusalem, verse 21, you're saying every pot in Jerusalem and Judah. Judah. What happened to the rest of the tribes? You know, you're saying Judah is going to be the first one to come back. But you're actually telling them something here, very critical, what you're really pointing to. Now, dear Lord, you're not talking about, you know, the tribes of Joseph. You're not talking about all these other tribes. But Lord, Judah is the first one that you're going to see. They're the first ones that are supposed to come back to you. The first ones to hear the words and repent so that you can pour out your spirit upon them and cause them to know the words, as you say in Proverbs one hundred twenty three, And the words are the words of the one shepherd. Dear Lord, did you talk about Ecclesiastes 12.11? And dear Lord, you sent into the world, Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, to bear witness to the words of God, and they would not receive you. The rabbis in your time would not receive you. And dear Lord, you warned them that their temple was going to be torn down and there would be nothing left. And Lord, it was all true. And this day, dear Lord, you're telling them the same thing. You're telling them that you're going to cast them out. If they would read Matthew 7, 21 to 23, it's showing that, dear Lord, even many of the preachers, the ones that have healed, the ones that have received prophecies, the ones who cast out demons, they're going to be cast out from you for being lawless. Because your truth is law, Psalms 119, 142. And, dear Lord, all your words are truth, Psalms 119, 160. And then you tell them, Lord, in John 17, 17, when you're praying to the Father right before the cross, that you're going to give the blood for the people. Lord, you're sacrificing your blood the very next morning. Actually, you're going to start that next morning or during that night. And uh, it is true, the very next morning, not the morning of the night you were taken from the garden. But, dear Lord, you're praying to the Father there. And, dear Lord, the, the um, what you were praying is that, He would cause all the people at this time in the day of the Lord to be set apart by truth, which you tell them is the words of God, the word of God. Every word of God is truth. And God only speaks in the ways of the words he sets apart as holy and made them holy. That's why you tell them, dear Lord, that if they abide in the way of you walking and you came into the world to bear witness to the words of God and to make known his words in the way of them, and dear Lord, that all those who abide in those words shall have all they desire. Dear Lord, you said if they had the faith of a mustard seed, they could ask this mountain to be moved. And dear Lord, I pray that they'd understand that hearing, dear Lord, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, as, as Paul teaches in Romans 10, 17. So I pray, Lord, that they would get that message. Now, what I'm saying here is Judah's the first tribe and this is who you're talking to. You're telling them that the very first ones, the ones that are getting the words first, the ones that are going to be sealed first, the ones that have got to be zealous to lead the people out of the world. And how are they going to do it? One of the ways you're telling them is that holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses. Remember that we were not supposed to make any engraved images. And here you're telling them engraving. And you're telling them the bells of the horses. You tell us, dear Lord, that we are the horses in Job. Joel 2, that your people that hear you that go forth to do your way your words, and your word goes before them because Lord those you can only send your word to those who set themselves apart from the world as you said in John seventeen seventeen John fourteen, um seventeen to nineteen I think it is John, John four, fifteen to seventeen and then also in Second uh, Corinthians twelve one to four you're telling us this. And Lord, you're telling us to be set apart from the world. You told us, dear Lord, the entrance of a word gives light, and the entrance of the day of the Lord begins with light. And when the light comes, we get understanding. You told us, dear Lord, that knowledge of truth will increase in this day, the knowledge when the words are open. Dear Lord, that's Daniel 12 4. Lord, I pray they'd understand that. Now, what I'm pointing out here is the meaning of Jerusalem is all the people who walk in that way, you know, all the people that come out of the world. That's why you say Jerusalem and Judah. Because Judah is representing the first of the tribes. And Jerusalem is representing all the people. This is all those who will hear you because they're all of the reign of peace. What is peace? The city of Jerusalem and the eternal city is is called peace. I mean, that's the way of it. And uh, dear Lord, it's the found, Jerusalem is the foundation of peace. And it's those who bring forth, make known the knowledge of truth. John, James 5, 19 to 20 says it covers a multitude of, of sins. What's that do? It brings peace. And those who will not hear the words, those who rejected it and call it an abomination, they're going to have what? They're going to have terror. They're going to have wrath of God. It's promised to them in Hebrews 10, 26 to 27, if they do not repent. Now, they better come out quickly and hear this message. If they do not, they're going to be dead. They're walking as dead men, but you're going to allow Satan to destroy them. Especially these who are leading these people into walking with the government leaders, walking in fornication. You told them in Revelation 18, 3 and 4 to come out from. You told them in Romans 13 that they're only to be following the appointed ruler that God has given it to the time and that time this is the lord he says come out from these leaders from the time the words are open when the light entered the world that's the words of god and that means that the the beast kingdom was rejected isaiah um, 21 1 to 12 and revelation 1 to four eighteen one 18 1 to 4 you can see it right there it's plain as day clearly made known and he tells us in john Twelve forty-eight. that we're in this day lord you told us and bear witness to that we're going to be judged by your words at this time that you came into the world to speak and they wouldn't hear they would not receive your word as you told in john 8 43 to 47 and you told them and warned them that if they're if they don't receive these words are not of god if you're not of god you're not going to go stand before him and the the canaanite when he talks here, he says, there will not be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord. If that's anybody that sells their messages. Anybody that's selling books and things like this that are selling it for what purpose? To teach the words of God. They're, they're not doing that. They're Canaanites. They're not going to be in the house of the Lord because the Lord says those who rejected his words and are ashamed of them, they're going to be cast out from him. He tells you in John 14, 23 to 24, you don't love him if you will not hear his words. So he's telling you that these are the Canaanites, all those of the world that merchants, these corrosive products that are destroying the body, they're all Canaanites, and they will not be found in the house of the Lord because they're poison in the body. These walking in fornication with the world leaders will not be found in the house of the Lord at, at the separation judgment. Now, there's a suggestion here. The Lord tells us here in that day, and we're in that day, we are in the day of the Lord right now. And if you're wise, you will go and do what he says here now. Don't wait. I know people who have done this marvelously. It says that you are to engrave holiness to the Lord on the bells and of the horses. What is that? That's the words of God. What is the words of God? It's the law. What does Jesus write on his leg in Revelation 19, 11 to 13? The word. Holiness to the Lord. What is holy of the Lord? His words are holy. Everything he speaks goes forth. Never comes back to God, God empty. Tells us in John 3, 34, that his words are filled with the full measure of the Holy Spirit. His words are holy. We're supposed to come in understanding his knowledge of the holy. What is the holy? It's the words of God that have the full measure of the Spirit of God in them. When you write holiness to the Lord, you're saying, Lord, please make known your words to me. And what they're doing here, take notice of what they're doing. is telling Judah and all those that work in the way of peace, he's telling them to have it on the bells of, their, of the horses. You know, they put the, the horses as us, the ones that are going forward to make known his words. If we make known the words to the people and they reject it, they judge themselves. Hebrews 10, 26 to 27, they will receive the full wrath of God shepherds who have blocked this word who scoffed at it who said they have to wait on the lord when the lord had opened the words that they overcome the world by they scoffed at the words doesn't matter that they heal people doesn't matter that they cast out demons i made these words known to a preacher and he's he's trying to cast demons out of me i'm sure you know people have demons even the the great Derek prince continued to find that they had demons they're in there, but they're going to be cast out because God is going to circumcise our heart and cast out all the darkness. He is going to give you the greatest um, casting out of demons that's ever been. The greatest time of healing, the greatest time of demon removal is coming. Worry about seeking the words. They'll flee from the words. It tells you in Revelation twelve sixteen. 15 and 16 he tells you the devil has to leave those who are walking with the woman the woman is what go to proverbs 1 20 to 22 she's the one calling out the words and all those of the words the devil has no truth in him if you have the truth in you he can't touch you he has to begin to leave you alone and he will if you go by remember the devil tested jesus three times didn't test him the fourth time he had to go away come back a different way because the fourth way is the counsel of the Lord. And you know what the Lord's going to do to the devil. Get get uh, you know, out of here. Get out of here. Cast him out. He could have cast him out for attempting to come against him in the counsel when he had no right. He had not overthrown him by the way of the words he had not done. The only way that he can overcome the Lord is told in Jeremiah thirties. I think it's uh, 31 and 33 he tells you. They have to overcome by destroying us. Have to do that first before he can overcome the Lord. Because he has to overthrow the lesson, the message of God. That's why he's perverting the words, he's perverting our religious worships, doing all these things, using all these people, all the foolish ones that are that are doing his ways, they're doing that to destroy the world so that Satan could possibly overcome the world. But guess what? From the day of the Lord in two thousand three, Satan's already been kicked out of his dominion. He's already been kicked out of out of the second heaven. Now he's down here on earth. And when he was kicked out of second heaven, he could no longer go before the Lord to accuse you. You know, he, he's doing it with all the people. He's leading them, and and he's in the harlot, and he's guiding them into all evil. But he's been cast out of the second heaven. He can no longer go before, before the Lord and tempt you to ask to be tempting of you, because God has already ruled. Babylon has fallen. He has no choice. He has to come down here and try to kill everybody. But he's not going to be able to do it. So he knows he has a short-term left. And the Bible says he is going to perdition. All those who follow the devil are going to perdition with him. They're going into the pits of hell. Not the pits of hell, but they're going into the prisons of God, either Shoal or they're going into the prison called death. You know, Guyana, the, the, the eternal one, is called the second death. So it tells you the first death is just like the second death except the only part about it is they come back for the great white throne judgment and they'll be put back in their bodies so that they can see, because you know, they're going into a worm body Then they're going to be brought back into an earthly body to stand before the Lord and, and bow before him, but then they're going to be cast back out into the worm, but they're going into the deeper prison, the prison of the abyss and where the combination of, of tortures are even worse and that you know they're going to be tortured by fire. Fire means the word. They're going to be tortured by the way of the words 24-7, continuously. So that's what that's all about. Now, let me get this to you again. The bell. What is the bell? You can put the bell on the bottom of the garment. That's what the, the priest had. But what it means is symbolic of the priest. And understand that the Lord tore the temple veil so everybody can come in and hear the words of God just by seeking the Lord. But you do the way of the words for others, So that they are drawn to the words. And this thing about Zechariah 14, 20 and 21 is the greatest altar call, greatest revival that ever has been. The greatest revival that ever will be is about to happen. It's ready to go forward. It's ready for the people to listen. It's ready for the spirit to move. You know, all in the history, you look at all the revivals they've had. They didn't last. You know, they, they can't last. They're not grounded. They're not teaching in the way of the words. They go into these revivals that Peter speaks some, you know, embellishing words. And you feel good. The Spirit's moving, trying to get you to come on to the next step. You know, come out from the milk knowledge that you're getting in this revival. The Spirit's calling you, making you cry, making the presence of God is there. But we don't ask him, what are your words, God? How did you make all things? What are these words that make all things? What are these words that overcome the world? What are these words that we're going to be judged by? John twelve 48. We're not asking him these things. We just expect him to. We're so nice because now we go to church and now we're, we're praising the Lord. We're standing up in the middle of the aisles and waving our hands. I know many people like that. And then they go home and go to the bar. I know people like that too. And it's a sad thing. But, you know, that's not revival. Revival is a true understanding of what does God want. What is it that he wants us to do at this time? How do we overcome the world in this time when we're we're to overcome the world? Do you know that the Lord says he's bringing the world armies against us? All the nations in Zechariah 1 are coming to make war with us. You know, I've told you from the personal firsthand knowledge, who's running the, the global genocide program that's planning to kill 7 billion people? It's real. The bankruptcy and the planned bankruptcy of America is absolutely real. Look at the people that's coming in with Trump and the relationship with the Rothschild families and and the promotion of false intelligence reports and so forth. Even have the person that ran the Rothschild banking system's bankruptcy side is now on Trump's cabinet that he's proposing. I think they'll let Trump in. He's the perfect guy. They're going to bankrupt the, the nation. In other words, I think even before January 20th, they'll, they'll get so fed up with a, with Trump and the economic, economic ruin that, you know, that this is a scenario that I think could happen. And then they bring in Trump and the world thinks, oh, he's a master businessman. He knows how to handle the bankruptcy. He knows how to handle these things. No, he's been, he's working with the system. Look at the people he's put around him. These are Rothschild and, and and the crown people. And they're going to bring forth the nation into bankruptcy. I told you from 1997, they told me, this is they're going to bankrupt the United States. They're going to bankrupt all the people. And they're going to take away its sovereignty. And then they're, they're going to put people in the FEMA camps. And they got the gas chambers put in there. And the gas pumped in floors and all the other kinds of things. And what's going to happen? Seven billion people they want to kill. They got thermoplasma ovens set up on a military bases, just for this purpose of burning up the bodies such that they could even recover these furnaces, unlike in the days of, they're not antiquated like Hitler's days. These furnaces actually, it even mine, like back then, they had to take and chomp out the teeth out of people, the gold teeth and the rest of it No, these, these furnaces gather that gold particle, down, breaks it down, melts it down, and then they gather it, it the the heat process gathers the metals. Separates them so they can separate the gold, the silver, all that. They've got it so refined now, perfect, perfect ovens for the. And they're not on the FEMA camp bases like they were in the days of Hitler. No, they they put these things in those cassette things and they'll send them by train to these places or trucks, and then the people don't even have to do it. They can. It's all it can be all robotic, and just take them there and burn them up. That's where we're at. We have to come out. God has an answer. He has a solution. All I'm saying is they're not paying attention. Now, let me talk about the solution that's in this verses 20 to 21. It says, engraved on the bells of the horses. God does not allow you to engrave something that's not real. See, his name is the word. Holiness to the Lord is speaking of the word. So he's telling you to engrave that because what is that? That's the law. That's the summation of law. You know, didn't he engrave the Ten Commandments, put it into the Ark of the Covenant? And I'll talk about the whole temple thing and so forth in another night. But this is what he's telling you here: you're the horses. As I told you, what the neck represents—the spirit inside of us, what's in our heart—and flux coming out. Well, the same thing here. You know, a bell—you can put the holiness to the Lord on your um, on your. Uh, uh, necklace or chain around your neck that's doing what he's saying here putting the bell on the horses we're the horse we're the ones that are riding the four horses the four spirits we overcome the world by doing the way of the four spirits he's given us that to ride he's i know from 2010 and many times you know lots and lots of times he's telling the people to ride the horses he's standing on his horse ready to come why he's the counsel He's going to come with a white one, which is totally pure and everything, because it's a full measure, the seven spirits plus regeneration. So he's coming like that on the white horse. But we are able to ride these four horses. And I've given the explanation of all those, the way of the four spirits and so on. So it's real important for us to understand these things. Now, when we do that, when we put these things around, we're asking that the words that we speak, The words that we do, you know, putting the the rings on our finger, however you want to do it in the way of the Lord. You know, what he's talking about is taking the words. And even if you can't put anything on you, you take the words. That's the same. That's the bell on the horses. The word of God goes before us. So when we speak the word, the word is already prepared by the Lord. In other words, when the Lord says the word goes before them, it means that he's given that word authority. And if we are speaking his words and following his way, then the, the authority has already been given to the earth in that area to do what we've asked it to do. The heavens will respond because God has already prepared the authority. That's why he says in, in uh, Joel 2, 1 to 11, he tells you the word is strong that goes before them. Understand that. And then every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts. Remember that the Lord of hosts, what he does, he tells us in the scriptures that he's numbered all the hosts, means every particle, every particle. He's numbered them all. He assigned them a work and they they do what he told them to do. So when we're saying every pot in Jerusalem, a pot is what we cook with. But, you know, you can do a pot without having a pot. What he's talking about is cooking the word. So you can engrave a pot and cook your food in it. For others, in other words, you're, you know, Jesus said in uh, Revelation uh, three fourteen to twenty two that we're to feed Him first. That's what we're doing here, and we do the way of the words. We'll be able to do good for others. It's the righteous acts of the saints that we're trying to do. Do the way of the words to enable good works, the promises of God, to be done for others. So what we want is everybody must increase in knowledge. Daniel twelve four. Because what do we care about that? Why is that the most important thing? Go to Hosea 4, 6, and he tells us that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So what do you want them to get first? You want them to grow in knowledge because the shepherds have not filled the storehouse of the heart of his people. That's the temple of God that he's concerned about right now. There's nothing in there. There's no words of God in there. That oil that's in there is going to be taken away. Because the light's going to go out of those of the world, just like he tells you in Matthew 7, 21 to 23. You depart from me, you work as a lawlessness. See, you cannot be a merchant of goodly pearls. It's, you know, what he's saying is these things have helped a little. They've given people milk knowledge, but they haven't increased them to the meat. They haven't increased them to the way of the four spirits. They haven't increased them to the knowledge of the word of God and so he's telling us do this so when you put holiness to the lord like on a pot on a skillet whatever you're cooking the food for the people you're asking god just by that action because remember in psalms 14 2 and 3 and psalms 53 2 and 3 that he's always looking down to see if anybody understands if anybody does good this is doing good when you do that and you prepare the food for people whether it's stew or whatever it is that you're preparing for these people. It's just like when Jesus said he gave the people the, the fish and the bread and he, and the, the people were zealous to follow him after they ate to their full. They were zealous to follow him even all night, chased him to the other city across the sea. They found him. They searched and found him. They were wanting to know where he was so they could learn lessons and knowledge from him. The bread he says you didn't come and you didn't chase me you didn't find me because of in john six he's telling you this because of the um miracles you saw but you chased me because of the bread you ate to your full because that bread was holy jesus made it holy he looked up to heaven he blessed it and he's the carrier of the holy word of god the holy words of god to make them known he was sent for that purpose and the measure the the, the uh, word of God is filled with the full measure of the spirit of God, John three thirty four. So So when he did the way of the words with the bread, it represents instruction. Remember, he seals the instruction in the night, so we must do this now. We're in the last season of the night, as far as I can tell. It's starting with December 21, with the winter season. That's the last season of the night because the morning comes with the breaking of the spring, breaking of the um, April or the the spring which will happen in March, actually, but it, he always comes a little bit. It'll happen then, but he'll come a little bit later, as he did. Remember when he entered the city and the young fig tree? You know, it was young, but it doesn't matter. It was required to be ready because the word when he gives the word and opens it, like the new years of trees, it's like he put the almond branch in in the tabernacle, and overnight. It sprouted fruit, you know, and leaves and so on. And that's what he is doing this time. When the words are open and when he speaks forth to go forth authority, which will happen in the wintertime, a day and hour known to the Lord, you'll know it just like Pentecost. A wind will come. God has many ways that he says it's going to come. He says it's coming by the wind, the whirlwind. It's coming with lightning. It's coming, you know, it, God is going to, it's going to be an event. When he came to make known the words, to the people that drank, gathered in Mount Sinai, they were scared to death. They, you know, the, the dark clouds came, the thunder, the lightning was so bad, it was shaking the ground. That's the day you know the authority of the word has come. When you hear that. And that means all power is done and the judgment is done. When they hear that and they reject it, they're out because they rejected the law and at this time you cannot reject the law you have now to get ready for that time because that's the separation judgment and he'll make known the word at that time but then the manifestation of the plagues will come with the beginning of the morning but those people will not have any power and they will have they've lost all authority because they're going to see that and revelation 18 tells you all the ships at sea see the city burnt because God takes away the power they don't have any authority at all to rule to make law, to to be a UN, to be any of those things after December twenty first, the first day of winter, it's done. Read Daniel seven twelve. So anybody, the Pope, anybody that says that the FEMA is the right thing to do, any preacher that tells you that, they have no authority, and they're talking and uh, of God. I mean, not of God, but of the devil to de- say that because the authority's been taken away. They don't know the scriptures. They don't know the times, appointed times of the Father. And that's terrible. It says, everyone who sacrifices shall come and take them and cook in them. See, Jerusalem is all the Gentiles. Anybody that believes in the word of peace, Judah, the reason why it's there, and not all the tribes. He didn't say all Israel. He chose the word Judah. And the word Judah is because it's the first ones of the tribes called that they must get the words first. So, of the tribe of Judah, if you're of the tribe of Judah, you better understand. You're being called to get the words because Jesus is calling you and telling you. It's in your scriptures, Zechariah 14, that you believe in the prophets. It's there. Okay, he says, they are to come and quicken them. What are they to do? Judah is the first ones that makes known the words. He's to take it to the other tribes and try to make known the words in those people. The people of Jerusalem, all the Gentiles who have the words that go and make forth the words to all their people. All those of the world make known the truth. The Spirit will move because you're releasing the Spirit when he tells us to do this in that day. He's telling us to do this at this time because the season starts. When you come to December twenty-one. I think it's the season that God says from heaven their their dominion's been taken away. So the authority to start calling and cause, bring forth the revival should occur. It should be this time. If this is what the prophetic word is saying that people are speaking, that this is that winter. And from the scriptures is the best I can understand that it should be this year. Every year God has been trying to get them to come out, but they would not hear the message. and would not allow the words to be taught. Wouldn't even help. Doesn't even provide assistance to try to bring forth the knowledge and and, and give the facilities that makes it easier to study the word. You know, when the people were going to war, we're going to war. I mean, everybody's coming against us and we don't have any weapons against them except the word of God. But David's troops wouldn't allow him to go to war with them because it was better for him, for them, it was better for them if he stayed and got the message from God and continued to grow in understanding and wisdom. So that's why David didn't go to war because it was that. Okay, I'd like to point out now something else. When you you know, the thing about the rapture, understand when he when he's doing these things, these people here, when he's doing these things, people talk about the rapture. You know, they're expecting to come out in the rapture. That is the marriage supper of the Lamb is what you just read right here in verses. 21 the feeding of the people of the words of god here on earth is a married supper of the lamb what do you think the lamb does the lamb sacrifices for his people that's why he's called the lamb here and what he's doing is he does it for others if you go to revelation nineteen one to 9 1 1 to 11 actually what he's talking about here is the is that the the marriage supper of the Lamb is going to be here on earth. This is what it is. When you do this works here, you're going to see that in Revelation 9, 19, excuse me, he said that, um, it said a voice came from, let's go to verse uh, 6. It says, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, remember what the seven thunders Spirits of God as mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And see I told you that the seven thunders start with the morning. And he reigns. From the morning on, the Lord God reigns for seven years over the earth. And of these kingdoms have lost their dominion, Daniel seven, twelve. And what he's saying, the Lord God omnipotent reigns. This is fulfilling what we're required to do in Daniel nine twenty four. And it says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. Give him glory. How do you give him glory? You do the way of the words that glorifies the father. And that glorifies the Lord because he's the one who opened the words so that we could do these things to cause the works of God to be done. That glorifies the father, which also glorifies the son and glorifies you. And he said, give him glory for the married supper of the lamb has come. His wife has made herself ready. That tells you that the marriage supper of the Lamb will start with the morning. After the separation judgment, it's going to be here on earth, and it's a marriage supper of the Lamb, and his wife has made herself ready. She has to be made ready before that time, like Esther had to prepare herself before the king came. We have to anoint him as king, Daniel 9, 24. That's what this last season, our last opportunity to anoint him and make him king, because he is authorized and he is reigning by the will of God from the beginning of the winter. So we have to anoint him as king, which is what he's saying here, and he's going to reign over the earth for seven years beginning with the morning but he actually has dominion with the beginning of the winter that's that's appointed by god you know we had the option to see this ahead of time and bring him forth early and avoid this great war you know or bring the war it would bring the war but the strength of god's people would be so great now so many are going to lose their lives because the work has not been done the bride has not made herself ready and it says to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. This is not up in heaven. This is here. Remember what it says in Daniel uh, twelve two to three that the people are going to shine like the firmament forever and so on. That's with works they're going to do now. That's the garment, the fine linen, the clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. What are the righteous acts of the saints doing? The way of the words. What are the words? The entrance of his words gives light. It's a garment of light. The fine linen is the light of the... Why, that's why it's fine. It's fine because it's pure light that comes from doing the good works. And that's what he tells us in Hebrews 10:24 24 and, and uh, 25. where in this day of the Lord, we're especially to gather together and stir up love and good works. Good works, only father is good. His works are good. So that's what it's saying. That's, this is the work. The married supper of the lamb is not the one he's talking about in heaven. The lamb is here. And he's doing it. We're doing the marriage supper of the Lamb is to be like him. We're to follow him and follow his words. We are, you know, he made a sacrifice for others. He didn't worry about his life. That's what we have to do now. We have to be ready for him. Ephesians 5, 25, 27 says, we're made spotless and made ready by doing the washing of the water of the word. And we don't know what the word is. The word is the words of God. It's the only one that's holy. The only one that's pure. His thoughts, his ways are greater than ours. All thoughts and ways are, are made by, by the, um, by the words. Now that takes me. Let me take a moment to go to something else. When you write "Holiness to the Lord," I have, I have a great friend uh, who does away the, the words in all the things. Even when he cooks and stuff, he does away the, the words. But one of the things that we saw several years ago, when I was at his place, "Holiness to the Lord," as it is in, uh, Zachariah fourteen twenty one, used there, the holiness. Um, the word holiness is uh, has a gematria of four hundred four, and uh, to the Lord has a gematria of um, fifty six. The interesting thing about that is, in that verse, that particular verse is what I'm talking about. The Hebrew that's used in there uh, for the writing of holiness to the Lord is that. So the gematria is four sixty. Very interesting truth. Of this is something just amazing to me. but God is always this way with numbers. I wrote the book of testimony of numbers, and it's a marvelous book if you read it. But the, the four sixty in that particular verse is holiness to the Lord, and that's a particular verse that we should be expressly just acknowledge because it's the only place holiness to the Lord uh, comes to that gematria that I'm aware of. Four sixty in that verse, fourteen twenty, Deuteronomy fourteen twenty. But that happens to be and I could pull out the verses that these words are used in, but it also happens to be the number for the word thoughts, the gematria of the word thoughts, and integrity, and work, and balancings, and the soul, and the quiver, and the east, and sanctify, and sanctuary, and branch, and live, and wall, and, and you know one of the spellings of wall. So these words are all part of the number 460. So my friend puts the number four sixty on different things. Because he's saying the same thing, holiness to the Lord. Remember, God is a number and what you're doing is you're honoring God because God measured everything. He knows the appointed time where this particle is going to be. Every particle. That's why you can come he brings you forth from the earth in your appointed time. And people are having abortions and, and and this terrible, terrible crime against God of the Parenthood, Planned Parenthood, terrible abomination before God. Because what they're doing is, they are selling, the, you know, and it's like the world system. And let me just finish with parenthood. You know, they're, they're saying that the womb, anything from the womb, they can sell. God says all the things in the womb, he owns. And one of the things that the people have done in the world system is that when you're born... They take the, the body, that the, we call the baby, us, they say that's a dead estate. But they take the afterbirth that's going to die, and they call that the real living person. And they give the live birth certificate signed over to that. And they trick you into this. So that you're, in their system, you're considered a dead estate, even though you're actually the living baby. But see, that what they don't understand is they don't have a right to that. And now he's taken all their dominion away. So all those, as of December 21st, they have no right to hold the live birth records that they gave to the afterbirth, and then they said that person died. See, all all these things that they've done are illegal come December 21st because they no longer have dominion. They have no light to law. And so when you're saying engraving these things like holiness to the Lord on that, from December 24th, 21st, what you're saying is the words rule the world. His rules, words rule over the world. And they're going to learn, you know, number 460, God always does, you know, that's why Satan twists words. He takes like the Gematria 460 is also a word from transgression and other things. But God reads the intent of your heart. And when you use it correctly, you're using it for powerful ways. So you can use the number four sixty and, and glorify the Lord because he's, he or you can put holiness to the Lord and put four sixty because you're talking about this particular verse of God's statement and you're identifying it this one zachariah 1420 and so you're communicating to God in his pure language the the words are only useful to his his language and what you're doing is you're talking about the the word is one of the the 153 words of God is the Word. But the Word, all things are made by His words. It's the, His thoughts. He frames His ways and everything else in the words. So when you do that, that's a way of doing it. But isn't that marvelous? That that particular verse, holiness to the Lord, has that, and it ties into thoughts. And you know that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when you use the holiness to the Lord and you tie it up for 60 to it, you're also in your heart, if you understand what you're doing, you're you're tying it and saying, God, I want the word of your thoughts. I don't want my thoughts. I want yours. That's marvelous to me. Also, I want to point out one last thing, and that is if you go to Psalms fifty verse five. Now, remember what we just wrote in Revelation nineteen eight? It was granted to her to be arrayed in the fine linen. Clean, how are you clean? You're clean by the washing of the water of the word? Jesus said by the words I spoke, you are clean john fifteen three John seventeen seventeen tells you you're set apart from the world by these, and the world cannot receive the words of God, so you can, if you will repent and turn to God, he will pour out his spirit upon you and cause you to know your words if you're looking for the knowledge of the words. you've got to get his authority. And all we do by doing away the words for them is giving the opportunity that maybe God will turn and, and open the words to them. If they will turn to him, he said, knock and it will be open. But they have to be doing it with a true heart. You cannot mock God. You cannot turn to him and say, I want to know your words. <laughs> maybe. I just want to check it out see if there's anything to it. I want to use it and see if it does something for me. Now, get away from God. Because he said, you have to learn it line by line, precept upon precept, and you're tempting God. Jesus didn't even do that when the devil was tempting him. He said, turn these stones into bread. Yeah, he could have, but he wasn't going to tempt God. That wasn't the will of God for the time. And that's not the will of God that you tempt him now. You better not tempt him. You better fear God at this time. He tells you. In verse nineteen five, he says, The voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants. We have to be his servants. And those who fear him, both small and great. Fear him. Do not try to tempt God and use his words in the wrong way. You're going to find out on the separation judgment where you're going to be. But it won't be with his people. Okay, in Psalms 55, he tells, "Gather my saints together to me; those who made co- have made a covenant with me by sacrifice." See, he's coming to confirm the covenant, but how do we confirm it back to him? We do the way of the good, the words, so that we're you know we're making a sacrifice. That's the sacrifice he wants. He's no longer asking us to come into the temple and, and you know kill the bull or whatever. You know the the blood the blood has already been paid. Now we're to do the way of the food, the word of God. Use that on anything. You're doing the way of the word, not the way of food. You know, the bread itself is nothing. But when you put the word in it with your heart and the way you do it, remember even when the Queen of the South came and she bore witness to to Solomon, she said, I've seen how you made the steps. I've seen how your servants dress. I've seen all these things. Not because they're rich. It was because they were doing the way of the words. She says, now I know the word is true. The words that she heard about, she was amazed by. They found out they're true. Because they do enable people, enabled her to grow in wisdom and understanding. Because God started talking to her. Because it says Solomon gave her everything she wanted. How did he do it? He can't do that. The words. She wanted to learn knowledge, wisdom. And she got all that she asked for. Because God opened it up to her. He did the way the words to enable it for her. That's what he's doing. That's our sacrifice. Our sacrifice is we don't get the glory God does. Do the way of the words. Stir up love and good works for others and God will take care of you. You've got to have that faith. But we want it the other way. We want to see what it's going to do for us in our ministry. How are we going to build this church? Oh, if we told this to people, they'd all leave. I wouldn't have no tithe. I wouldn't be able to keep them in my ministry. You're better off doing that than going into the judgment, especially if you signed on to join with the FEMA thing, which is an absolute disaster at this time for your life. That is the... The sa- what you understand is this sacrifice starts off the the marriage supper of the lamb and then after that in the middle of that day he says that he's going to take away the sacrifice what is the sacrifice we're always doing the sacrifice here on earth doing good works for others but what that means is that's the rapture in the middle of the morning should be the rapture that's what he's talking about here gather my saints who made a covenant that's confirmed the covenant with him that he's going to do at the beginning of the morning, as he says in Daniel nine twenty seven, and then he's saying that in the middle of the morning he's going to take away the, the sacrifice. Well, he's taking away the sacrifice; he's taking away his kingdom. He's rapturing his people up to God because now they're ready. They've done the way of the words. They put on the fine the fine linen. They they had the marriage supper of the lamb like the lamb does. You know, when you go up there, you're having a the, the king's supper. You know, you're you're with the Father and, and so forth. And the Supper of the Lamb is here. We're to be feeding the people with the word, like it says here. And that's a complete different thought than the way that the people have known. And I pray that you will understand this and dwell on this and consider those scriptures. Psalms 50 is very much involved with the way of the words. Isn't it interesting? It's 50, the Jubilee year that we're in right now. It runs from this past uh Feast of Tabernacles to the next Feast of Tabernacles, just amazing. <laughs> God's teaching you something here, and he, in that thing he said uh, to the wicked, God is going to say, What right have you to declare my statutes or take my covenant in your mouth, seeing you hate instruction and cast my words behind you? That's what these people have done. they're the wicked. The shepherds who are casting the words and calling them an abomination straight from the pits of hell are the wicked they're fornicating with the harlot. They will not listen to God. See, when, I, when you talk about engraving something, that's his law. God's word is truth. His law is truth. So when you engrave his word truth, you're engraving his law. That he's telling you you can do. But you can't do, you know, you're not to have a constitution and all these other things. That's not his. That's the world. That's man wanting to put positions in so that they can rule over people. Remember, it was never God's desire that we'd have a king. Back in the, the book of Samuel, he let them have it. So they'd learn, because he tells you in Isaiah 28, 9 and 13, his way of teaching knowledge is so that they can go forward and fall back. And that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to see that our nation is going to crumble because they're intentionally going to bring it to ruin. And they're intentionally going to bring the killing of all of our people if we allow it. But if you read Daniel 11:45, you can see that God will stop it if we will turn. And Joel 2, 12 to 20 promises he'll uh, drive those people far away from him the army i'd like to end with one uh, last comment there's verses like leviticus 25:18, 18 uh, 25 19. they're really important it says so you shall observe my statutes and keep my judgments and perform them and you will dwell in the land in safety it says and it says in Leviticus twenty five nineteen, then the land will yield its fruit, and you will eat your fill and dwell there in safety. Let me explain something to you. The word that's used there is, is the word Batak. And this word what it really means is confidence or confidently or with confident mind. When you believe the words of God as it says in Isaiah fifty five, eleven, they will not come back to you void. You come at this a whole different thing. So when you say you're going to dwell in the land in safety, you're going to dwell in the land with absolute confidence. That's what the Lord is talking about. When you hear the word, you can ask for this mountain to be moved and it'll be moved. Because you, you're doing it in the words of God to enable God in this appointed time when we're to make known his glory. As I pointed out, he wants us to make known his glory. So we're coming into that season. But we first have to gather together and repent and plead for one another. That's what the Lord is telling us in Joel two twelve to 20 But we don't do that. We're not even weeping or mourning for the people that are going to die in this great war. Because, oh, we're going to escape out of here. What's it to us? God's going to take us up out of here. No, he's not. Rapture's not now. Bible does not teach that. It's, that's, that is that's left behind garbage that they've they've taught for years falsely. I believed it because it was taught in the churches by people that you have a great respect for. But believe the Lord. It's just like in, right now they're talking about Russia and China coming and, and doing the hacking stuff. That's all garbage because I, I told you from firsthand knowledge of being inside this thing and working with the people inside that they're all united. You know, It's like, for example, the Knights of Templars run all the mobs and you know all the people at casinos have to work together with them. Don't you think Donald Trump ran a mob? I mean, not a mob, but he, he ran a casino? They're over this. You know, it's part of the system. You have to work with the system to be able to do that. So you're not getting rid of the system bringing him in or bringing Hillary in or any of them. It's all the nations are coming against his people at this time. All of his people, Christians and everybody that's elected. That's why Satan wants to kill 7 billion. He really wants to kill the rest of them too, but they don't know that. He's using them to get them down the last bit because he has to kill all of them to be able to fulfill what's required in Jeremiah 30, I think it's 31 and 33, where he tells them that the only way he can do it, it to break the covenant that the Lord has made with his people is is to kill all the people. That's That's the end of the day. That's what it is. And that's the only way that he can overcome them. So he has to use them to destroy the people and then he'll destroy them because the law of God will destroy them. But if he kills all the Christians and everybody that believes in the word then he could possibly overcome this. But God's not going to allow that. The word has been opened. He will not allow it to be closed. So you can walk forward with confidence because he said the word is open. You're going to judge the people by the word. And if you have the word, that's the judgment. In other words, he's going to confirm it. He said in John 5:24, you will pass through these judgments and you will have eternal life, meaning you will be raptured. But the first thing we do, we must put on a, and glorify the Father first. And then we'll go up to heaven and be fed great knowledge. And restoration of our bodies, the rest of it completely. And it will be circumcised in the heart. We're going to come back as sons of God, real sons of God, because we've met the master. You know, we've met the owner uh, from that time. I pray that this message will help people that understand God wants us to have confidence. Not just dwell in safety. He wants us to know why we're going to dwell in safety. The word tells us why. It never comes back to void. Lord, we thank you for the greatness of your plan for us. We ask you, Lord, to make it known to your people. Let your spirit draw them to seek your truth from the scriptures, Lord, and let them believe your scriptures and not people. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.